0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC.
1: Hello
2: and welcome to another episode of the Eurogamer newscast um, discussing the biggest stories of the week. And this week we're talking about Embracer Group acquiring the rights to Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and everything Middle-earth and everything on planet Earth, apparently, because they've just bought in a huge swathe of uh, studios, adding to their already huge list of studios they own already. We'll be talking about what they own, what they're adding, what this all means. My name's Tom Phillips, and joining me as ever is Eurogamer's trusty news reporting team. We have Victoria Kennedy. Oh, hello. <laughs> Sorry to my <laughs> <laughs> Surprise! You're on the newscast. I don't know if you realised, but we actually, we're recording. This um, is the thing we do. <laughs> please don't swear. Uh, Ishrak Subhan <laughs> and Livnan. Hello. And yeah, we're talking about Embrace Group this morning, announcing the purchase of a whole swathe of new IP and studios. And they do this fairly regularly it has to be said now we have got quite used to it but um i think the big headline thing here is of course the addition of the lord of the rings and the hobbit the middle earth world um franchise rights and that doesn't just extend to video games we are you know we always talk about video games here but uh, and there's certainly lots of middle earth video games in production but it's worth saying this extends out to everything to do with lord of the rings adaptations middle earth adaptations um amazon has its own show going on but uh yeah these rights have been up for grabs since earlier in the year and um there had been some figures floating around victoria uh we 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 talked earlier actually about how much um the deal was done for and they declined to say in their initial press release but um they subsequently told investors to sort of be on the lookout for you know a, a 900 million um sorry a 700 million uh dollar hole in their finances so that's what yeah. they paid for all of this stuff um not just the lord of the rings bits and pieces but that seems to be like quite a, a cheap price for you know one of the best known media yeah, franchises I mean, in the world
1: as a as a huge Tolkien fan i think that sounds i mean I, I know they haven't specified how much of that overall cost has gone into this lord of the rings middle earth hobbit acquisition but whatever it is i think it seems like a pretty big deal um and obviously i know we said this again whenever embrace had bought uh Square Enix's, you know tomb raider ips and things so, it's clearly a reflection more of where these things are now in terms of like their worth than maybe what me as a sort of someone who's emotionally attached to them may feel.
2: Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because like the Lord, Lord of the Rings has existed as a thing for ages and ages and ages, and there have mm-hmm. been adaptations of it over the last 40, 50 years. Um, but the thing that we all still think about is Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah. Um, which made you know billions of dollars at the box office but that was a few years ago right and since then we've had the hobbit films and we've had not a lot of other sort of video game tie-ins that have really stood out since um shadow of mordor and shadow of war great games since then it's gone quite quiet it feels like when you say lord of the rings
1: games i do immediately go shadow of mordor um and that is you know that's not exactly a recent game so, or, you know, like the Lego versions I played on the Wii maybe, but... Oh, they were
2: good. They were, they were so good. good. And you know what? <laughs> Lego Hobbit never finished the game with the <gasps> expansion. For the yeah,
1: third- we will get that. That <laughs> Battle of the Five Armies. <laughs> LEGO. You think
2: that Embracer is now restarting TT Games working on the missing Hobbit <laughs> Five Armies Okay, well, when you put it like that,
1: no. <laughs> but, but... Oh, God. yeah. That-
2: like, the end of the game, literally, is like end of the second movie, to be continued, uh, uh, and they and the just never, ever did that. <laughs> <What>?
3: <laughs> Ten years later. Uh... Ten years
2: later, I'm still sad about it. Because, like, that whole development process for that uh, the Hobbit film trilogy was nuts, and Peter Jackson came in, didn't have any pre-production time. They had to split it into three to give him time to actually film the stuff that he needed to for the last film. And that game, the Lego game for the Hobbit, was originally supposed to come out once the two-part Hobbit film um, thing that Guillermo del Toro was doing was um, supposed to be done and dusted. And it and it wasn't, and so they couldn't put in stuff for a movie that was still, I think, like twelve months from release. <laughs> And then I just never got around to it because Lego Dimensions, I think, took over. Anyway, massive sidetrack. But, <laughs>
1: <laughs> sorry, that, that's that's on me. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> it is all on me, believe me. Um, so the actual <laughs> figure is 8.2 billion Swedish kroner, which is um, $770 million. And yeah, as you were saying, I, it seems like a relatively small amount, even when those other studios tucked in there as well. I was um, going to
1: say because it's not just the Lord of the Rings. Like I know that that is definitely like the most like headline, attention grabbing point, but they've also got you know they've got their first Japanese studio, which gives them um, the full. Oh, I wrote about this this morning. It's the full library of. To... That one, thank you very much. Um, which you know in itself that's pretty good going, I think. Um, yeah,
2: yeah, they've got Tripwire then, interactive, haven't they? Um, the Killing Floor devs, Limited Run Games, Tuxedo yeah. Labs. Syntrix. Syntrix, uh, yeah. I admit I'm not a huge uh, Syntrix fan. I'm not quite sure what they got up to, but it's just yet another thing to add to the Embracer Empire. Ishraq, um we were looking through the list of Embracer uh, acquisitions earlier and stuff that they own. There's, there's a lot of stuff there, isn't there? And um, is this sort of what they do? You know, like we were talking about Lord of the Rings, maybe not being at the pinnacle of where. It once was in terms of sort of franchise notoriety with the films and and even the video games like shadow of mordor coming in and um embracer buying it for a relatively affordable price is this sort of to be expected from embracer
0: yeah like looking at the surface it looks like i mean it is a gigantic company with hundreds and hundreds of studios but by the looks of it but when you look at it in more detail it does look like a, a range of different IPs and titles that were sort of I suppose neglected or abandoned and I guess um, Embracer snaps that for a bargain and then hopefully makes a huge profit out of them from, I mean we like to hope they revitalize those series so I'm sure we'd want to see another Lord of the Rings game but also just, just making them a huge profit from just selling the rights to other companies um, and that just seems like what they are, they don't seem like a Microsoft or a Sony where they're acquiring games for their platforms or whatever. It, it's just it, it seems like a purely financial decision to buy things really, really cheap and then make a lot of money out of them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Speculate we saw that. To accumulate.
2: Yeah. We saw that earlier this year as well with the Square Enix Studios as well, didn't we? Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Because um, I think
0: it was rather right Square Enix Japan wanted to get rid of their Western Studios and so they were basically up for sale and it seems like <laughs> Embracer saw a good deal to be had, so here, they, here we are. And now they have, well, they have Tomb Raider now, and a lot of big series, a lot of big titles. Um, that again, we haven't really seen much in terms of news or potential releases from. So it'd, it'd be good to see those revitalised as well.
2: Uh, yeah, it does make me like... slightly
0: nervous because I'm such a Lord of the Rings
1: and Tolkien fan, and like The Hobbit is one of my favourite books. I'm also a big Tomb Raider fan. and I'm kind of like all my eggs are going into one basket. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is the main concern isn't it that the consolidation of the market means that if anything happens to Embrace or what happens to all these studios um mm. but I guess and we've seen that with, with with the movie industry we see with music I think it's it's sort of inevitable really that at some point you're just going to be snapped off by a bigger by a bigger company um and we just hope that they take care of it really
2: yes and don't do a Tomb Raider Lord of the Rings <laughs> crossover brawler Well, I mean... Embracer should do their own multiverses because the the IP that they've got now is... That would actually work really well.
1: That'd be hilarious. They They have enough crafting on the Balrog of Mordor. (laughs) They have
0: more than Warner Brothers when you think about
2: it. They could do it. (laughs) It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Uh, Liv, what have they said today, um, Embracer, that they want to do with the Lord of the Rings purchase? They, They didn't really talk about video games, but they did talk about movies, right?
3: Yeah well I think considering like you know they have they have so many different they're not just about like games obviously with the acquisitions they've got like the dark horse haven't they comics and things like that Um, so it kind of makes sense I guess to stay with movies because that's where historically a lot of the money's come from Um, so yeah they're looking to do additional movies based on Gandalf, Aragorn, Gollum some pretty you know fan favourites, which would make sense to try and get, you know, interest back into the series and to make money basically out of these. Do
1: you think it's yeah. um, is going to have affected the golem upcoming golem release from I can't say the name, Did Did Alec Or is this this has been all done before the ink Dries went it?
2: Yeah, not only is this deal not completely done yet, but also that Golem game is Far into production at this point and it will just release and the contracts will be with the people that they signed the contracts with um, mm. so yeah I, I'm not sure if down the line maybe, whether some of the um, like it, it all depends what the uh, licensing agreement is for that particular game, did they just pay a bunch of money up front um, to use the Golem characters and the name Gollum or did they promise you know, a percentage of sales going forwards, um, which may end up in the future, I suppose, now going to Embracer rather than um, the company that previously owned them. Um, well, that's just what
1: Liv said made me think about it, because was obviously talking about popular characters potentially having their own spin-off. And I wonder if this news might you know, actually work in the Gollum game's favor, because people might be kind of, it's, it's bought Lord of the Rings and this media back to the fore again, we're all chatting about it.
2: Well, I think that that Gollum game needs, needs everything can get to um, to stand out. It, it's uh, <laughs> it's uh, it, it's in need of a bit of work still. Um, we saw it was delayed recently, and uh, yeah, I, I it's a, it's interesting timing for that. I think that the timing though is more tied to Amazon's um, Middle Earth, Lord of the Rings yeah. prequel series, and uh, probably the company behind it thinking, you know what, Amazon launching that spending a billion dollars on it now is as good a time as any to make the most out of the fact that we own this license and we'd quite like some money for it um and yeah i mean i i i'm a lord of the rings fan too and i just don't know how i feel about additional movies based on iconic characters such as like gandalf fine Aragorn, fine Awen. actually i'm quite interested to see um the rohan stuff was fun do we need more do we need a Gollum movie? Like a Gollum origin film? I don't know if we need that. Galadriel is a main character in the new Amazon series, so I don't know if we need more from her. Um and the the risk is that it just gets turned into another subpar Marvel Cinematic Universe. So I don't know. Liv, what what is there any characters from Lord of the Rings that you would like to see like showcased in a new project?
3: Personally, I, well, I know that they've said, they mentioned specifically Aragorn and I think that, you know, he's he's a pretty, pretty main character in like the original series, but I do, I do like Aragorn, so. Yeah, and
1: well, he's got I think, plenty of stories to tell.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think actually one of the original ideas for the Amazon Lord of the Rings show was they were kicking around doing like a young Aragorn series Um, The
1: thing that bothers me when they were talking about Erwin is the fact that, like, I love her and I love that, like, she kind of, you know, has that I am no man and she's the one that gets the Nazgul guy in the end and whatnot. But before that, her life is fairly unremarkable. Like, she's no, am I the only one who feels this? Like, I'm I'm not sure really how they would make that. She's
2: a prince, she's like Princess of Rohan. Was yeah, but she's fairly like
1: downtrodden after maybe. a worm tongue gets involved and
2: if, I, I can't um... imagine that
1: making compelling viewing.
2: <laughs> I did not think we we're gonna be talking about this on the newscast this week, but <laughs> I, my my pet hope for an Aowin, if they do an Aowin project, it should be set post Lord of the Rings and it's about like the reconstruction of um Rohan and Gondor because oh, be she gets together with
1: um, Faramir Faramir. Yeah. yeah.
2: Thank you. Totsey so yeah.
1: Boromir, different brother.
2: He dated. Spoilers, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> what? Yeah, could do something on that. But yeah, I just uh, there's only so much and there's only so much they can do and there's only so many sort of spin offs I think that the series needs. I, I enjoyed Obi Wan that just came out on Disney Plus. Did it was it really necessary? No do I do I need to see the Eowyn and Faramir spin-off? No. Well, you see anyway, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's
2: it's fan
1: service if they do do this sort of thing.
2: I just feel like like the the, the Star Wars Andor show that's coming out soon, people are like, oh, it's like going to be a sort of um, a really cool like, gritty. spy, gritty thriller thing. That's what I think. <laughs> it does look cool, but then I think, like, does this need to be a Star Wars thing? Couldn't they have just made a uh, a gritty spy thriller that wasn't connected to. Star
0: we, Wars. we didn't need new, more Star Wars movies in the first place. It was as fun as it was. It's just Disney bought it, and they needed to make use of that all that money they spent. Let's be honest. <laughs> Ooh, what if Embrace it by Disney? <laughs>
3: that would be wild. <laughs> for how much though? For how much? I don't
0: know, they seem things for an absolute steal recently, so. Disney must be, in, yeah, they would have to be in a bad way to be like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> to Embracer. Uh,
2: Disney has far too much IP to, like, do stuff with already. Um, like, they will continue making Marvel things with obscure Marvel characters for another 20 years. <laughs> and, and then so.
0: Embracer, uh, like, scops out, scoops out. <laughs> it's like, it's just burn it to the ground.
3: Oh, lead to embracer
2: <laughs> so embracer has like an, an enormous list of studios we were looking down them just before we started recording um the Wikipedia page for embracer actually is I quite enjoy scrolling it um <laughs> it's it's remarkable the uh and and it really brings home how recently all of these things yeah I was just going up
0: it's interesting to see how recently all of these paper, like studios have been acquired. Like, I think the earliest one is, what, maybe 2014? Yeah. A lot of them have been in the past few years. It's, it's a standard.
3: If you compare, like, how much they acquired in 2020 to 2021, 20, like, 2021 is, like, probably double what they did in 2020, mm. which is just crazy.
2: And a lot of this, yeah, there's a lot of um, smaller studios that have joined Embracer, been gobbled up by Embracer. And, um, you know, they're they're, they're just sort of studios that you may not have heard of, or they do support work. But there's some big, big names on there, like 4A Games makes the Metro series. Gearbox does Borderlands, Zen Studios, Pinball, uh, Aspire, uh, Free Radical Design, Time Splitters, guys. Um, Dark Horse Comics. It's incredible, and this is all without the addition of Crystal and um, Idos Montreal.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, how do you all feel, given that we know previously earlier in the year um, that Saudi investment fund has, you know, bought part of an Embracer or taken a share out of an Embracer, I can't remember the exact terming. Does that make you feel uncomfortable that this is where some of the money's come from
2: yeah they own a billion dollar stake in embracer um and i don't feel great about it <laughs> i mean the, the truth is the saudis have investments in a range of industries
0: Embracer is just one of them they're, they're probably in everything that you own uh which is the unfortunate truth and i mean a lot of game studios and, and publishers have Mixed to put it nicely, you know, histories, yeah, it, it is unethical, I think. <clears throat> and obviously, Saudi Arabia has its own issues. Um, but ultimately, this is just how capitalism works you're, you're gonna take the money.
2: So, the Saudi government owns stakes in Yay, Activision, Nintendo, Take Two, um, and. <clears throat> yeah, uh, their own SNK. and you see similar criticisms of Tencent um, and other Chinese publishers for buying up bits of well, the same companies you know and, uh, and, and you know, big chunks in some cases like epic games um, of very prominent video game publishers. I have to agree with you, Shrek. I think, unfortunately, this is just part of what capitalism does. And some people could say that actually there are sort of some positives to this. Um, but it doesn't make me feel great at all. Unfortunately, that is how the world works in, in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, Embracer did comment on this, we should say. Um And basically said similar um, when that $1 billion deal was made public. Um, When was that, Victoria? You wrote that story, I think.
1: I did write that story. Uh, I wrote that story in...
2: Was it June? June. June? Yeah,
1: 8th of June. Yeah, that came up. That was for the, yeah, for Embracer. Obviously it's done other things throughout the year. I remember writing about the Capcom investment, I know, back in February. So I suppose as with Embracer, the investment fund is also putting its fingers in many pies this year. Fingers in many pies, is that the right expression?
2: (laughs) Yes. I I
1: don't know if I've just made that up, sorry. (laughs) It sounded weird coming out of my mouth.
2: Yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do next. Um, are there any Embracer studios that you would want to take on a um, a Lord of the Rings Middle Earth game? Ooh,
0: that's a good
1: question. Hmm. I
2: suppose Gearbox could be quite interesting. Yeah, if Gearbox did a what, like a Borderlands looter shooter set in Middle Earth, maybe not a like shooter. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, well, they did. They did Tiny Tina, which is less gun based.
0: No. That's not true. <laughs> There's a lot of guns in that game. <laughs> I played oh,
2: okay. I have I think, not played yeah,
0: if,
3: if, if it's a Borderlands game, I think it has to have a lot of guns.
0: Yeah. It's kind of a shtick, isn't it?
1: So no, guns, axe, not sticks. Axes, bows. What else do Lord of the Rings characters use? Rapid-fire bows.
2: <laughs> Legolas on his little shield skateboard <laughs> going down the steps.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That was a pretty good bit of the film, though.
2: Oh, good films. Very good films. <laughs> Do you want
1: to know what we did to bring in the new year this year? Because my husband and I are awesome. We we <laughs> deliberately started watching... I don't know if I should tell you this, actually. It's such a nerdy ambition. No, you have to know. You, you started have to know. now. <laughs> yeah. I've started well um, so i So we worked out when in the two towers... Um, oh, my gosh. The, the King of Rohan What's his name. Whenever they're Helm's Deep Fairden, Whenever he's at Helm's Deep and goes And so it begins We timed it so that whenever we watched Lord of the Rings he would say And so it begins as the clock struck midnight
2: <laughs> Oh wow
1: And we got it within 10 seconds I was very proud of us So
0: that's,
1: that's how impressive. we rung And then obviously all the orcs started fighting And that's how we started this year <laughs> And I do believe that's a sign Of a very healthy and happy marriage
2: Very good <laughs> I have a King in story. Bernard Hill, the actor who plays him, used to live near me and uh, when I, as a student, I worked in a cinema and he would sometimes come in and everyone in the whole cinema, because it was just after Lord of the Rings trilogy came out, everyone was like, oh, it's Bernard Hill, it's Bernard Hill. And um, he was really grumpy he was no, really uh he was, like the, my heart. he was like the he was like the Saruman no. version of <gasps> king therden yeah everyone I, everyone just wanted to be like we really like you and he was like i'm just going tell me. like a
1: really wholesome story about how he'd like stand up at the front of the cinema and say and so it begins and then the credits would star or something and then no really nice. yeah. <laughs> no oh. oh so you never meet your heroes or whatever the expression is
2: Maybe it's just a bad day. I don't know. And people don't want to be bothered when they're at the cinema, but I just remember that was the overriding impression from the time. Um, Anyway, another tangent.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just a Lord of the Rings episode.
2: (laughs) Yeah. uh, I'd love some more Lord of the Rings games. I'm not wholly convinced by the look of the Gollum one. Um, And I just, I think that there's, yeah. I, I don't know if we need more Gollum. Gollum is a character that has been shown a lot um, and it doesn't have Andy Serkis, which sort of uh, is a real shame. But yeah, are there any characters that you would like to see expanded upon in Lord of the Rings games in future? Or would you just want to see like a Lord of the Rings game set in a different time without the reliance on Aragorn and Boromir? I
1: think Liv's mentioning Aragorn is pretty good. Like he's you know, obviously got that, that period between the Hobbit and the events of the Lord of the Rings where he was like the Ranger and whatnot and, you know
2: Like a Witcher uh, style game.
1: I mean now you've mentioned it. That could be interesting. I'm sure. Thought of that. Yeah. See, so, yeah, yeah. I think Aragorn's a good shout from Liv. I, think who else? I don't need to see any more Legolas just because I was really annoyed that Peter Jackson bought him back for the Hobbit. <laughs> I'm still a bit salty about that.
2: He was around, he was alive. I mean, he wasn't in the book, but then a lot of things happened in those three Hobbit (laughs) films that weren't in the book. It's
1: like, well, yeah, I'm sure the Battle of the Five Armies is only like two and a half pages.
2: If that, I think, like, Tolkien just didn't really want to write the big battle, so he had Bilbo getting knocked out. He was unconscious, he woke up. Yeah. And he's like, oh, the battle's done. And actually now (laughs) it's an entire film.
1: Uh, And a non-existent
2: Lego Hobbit expansion
1: what about like Boromir and Faramir and like the brother's story of them living like under the shadow of their father's expectations. Maybe that's not so much of a game, but that could be an interesting psychological deep dive.
2: It would. I just, you know, all of these things, they are pigeonholed into like, people know how a lot of these stories finish and end. And that to me was, it's been, that has been an issue with some of the Star Wars projects that we've seen. Cause we know, yeah. Like watching like, Obi-Wan, like, Obi Wan doesn't die. He's never in any yeah, danger. He's
0: got plot armor. That's what yeah. ruins
2: it, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. are there are there are whole scenes in that show where there's no like, suspense at all. You're like four or five characters are in peril, but they're not because you know that <laughs> that, that character's in and that and that and yeah. that and they're all they will live. So yeah, that's I, true. I I I I want to see what happens after because I think that's relatively untouched in terms of adaptations or what happens like thousands of years before. Do like a, um, when Star Wars did um, The Old Republic. Set it 10,000 years before. You can do whatever you want.
0: Yeah, just take greater liberties and just go way far ahead or way up far before. Then you have no which, is
2: what, yeah. which is what the Amazon TV show is doing, right? With Lord of the Rings. So they've got very young versions of Galadriel and Elrond but apart from that they're just making it up because this is a different age and there's a there's a meteor now apparently so
1: I was going to say do we mention the comet
2: yeah the comet the meteor Uh, I mean I don't think that's Tolkien law is it that there was a (laughs) comet but they can just add it in
0: I don't think it's canon
3: (laughs) no it's called creative liberty
2: license. They read some fan fiction about a meteor on the internet and thought I guess meteor's back on the menu. Hey. That's definitely a pun that I've not made already today.
1: I like the fact that when you say it though I can actually hear it in that
2: orc's voice. Looks like meteor's back on the menu boys.
1: <laughs> and now I will only hear it in that voice. <laughs>
2: What well, about their legs? They don't need those. <laughs> Whatever Embracer does, I hope that they include some of that. Um,
3: Someone's going to soundbite that and just have that floating around on the internet now. <laughs>
2: it's I would love hey. it if they
1: did.
3: That's really made me smile.
1: I've got a coat in my mouth.
2: <laughs> if they want to put that in the game, then, then they are spending their money doing silly things, but hey, that's an Um Yeah, it's, it's such a strange company um, with so many different things. We expect to hear more from Gamescom about what they're up to, and uh, we've been promised updates on games from some of the studios that they bought today, and. I don't know, maybe, maybe a Lord of the Rings sort of update, but it, it feels a little bit early for that, doesn't it? Um, yeah, think does they've just got the, the license now or they're just acquiring it now. They probably want to take the time to see which of their hundred and twenty internal game development studios <laughs> they want to put on it. Right, guys. We'll have to maybe all before. of them. <laughs>
0: what do you guys you... think
1: then of the mysterious studio that they've bought that they're not naming? Like do you have any theories of who or what that is?
2: It could be anyone. I don't think it's anyone like super huge. Is there anyone that you want to... Is there any studio out there not owned by Embracer currently that we know of (laughs) that you would like to see do a Lord of the Rings game? Hmm.
1: I'm drawing a blank.
2: I'm surprised Victoria even said like, um, like a Naughty Dog, Lord of the Rings.
1: But I suppose what I quite like about the Naughty Dog films is the sort of... I was going to say the gritty realism, I obviously realise that like it's it's not real in the sense of we are not infected by the cordyceps and fung- uh, fungus and things, but I kind of not- like that, their... we're not, not, well, not in Scotland, I don't know about you guys, whatever's going on down south, <laughs> but my village is good. Um, so I, I don't know if I'd want to have a Lord of the Rings, because I like my Lord of the Rings, like it's like easy fantasy escapism, I suppose.
0: And I don't I don't have you know, a track record with that sort of mythical fantasy sort of...
1: Yeah. Yeah, their, their games feel more... I mean, I know they did the sort of first Uncharted and it was like the sort of virus that caused the Nazis to turn into zombies effectively, but I, they don't really do that fantasy element, which I... Yeah, obviously Lord of the Rings is very fantasy element, so so I wouldn't pick Naughty Dog as much as I do enjoy their games. about.
2: Kind of... Sorry, Liv, you go.
3: Oh, no, I was just going to say that I think I would worry that a Lord of the Rings game could get a little bit too like Elden Ring because mm, it's kind of yeah. you know the same sort of same sort of setting, <laughs> In vibe. What, what from
0: from software made <laughs>
3: Yeah, Rings. exactly. Like if, if what if someone what if you know we get a Lord of the Rings game and it's open world, <laughs> and that starts like the first kind of uh oh. I'm of sure like I, I love that.
0: now. It does I, sound I, I like it, move.
3: doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, but then the thing is, it's like, well, I've already got Elden Ring to play. <laughs> I've already got like 100 hours on it and it's still like another 100 to go.
1: But FromSoft, they don't really do character development. And I think that's like a key part of it. Like, so I love this sort of idea if they like maybe teamed up with Naughty Dog, who do very good character development. Maybe that's like the co- collaboration we need. So we've got like, you know, FromSoft, ben and Namco doing like fantasy side. Narrative from Naughty Dog to kind of give the character development because I think you know characters in the Lord of the Rings are a very key part,
0: whereas so, you
1: know your Elden Lord what is you're saying a is... sort of faceless, nameless character.
0: So you want Embracer to acquire Naughty Dog and From Software to make this world exclusive? <laughs> no abort
1: abort mission. <laughs> Ignore everything I just said. <laughs> <laughs>
2: How no, about <laughs> a studio that might go for a bit less than it would have done previously, which Embracer is into? <laughs> CD Projekt. I was going to
0: say that. Mm-hmm.
1: Then they'd have the Witcher element. They, they make, yeah. Making
2: Witcher. making that Aragorn game that you were talking about, uh, Victoria, and then um, you can be Strider. In a bathroom. In like a, and you would have that character development, which. CD Projekt is very good at.
1: There you go, good
2: shout. Embracing just needs to buy CD Projekt first.
0: I think the problem with that is it's a technical one, in that it, I think CD Projekt is publicly traded, which makes it slightly harder. I, I wish I knew what that meant. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it means well. It's, it's on the stock market, right? Um okay. So
0: they have to buy back could... from the shares and make it private. <laughs> They could, they could re-
2: start nibbling away at it.
0: I, I bet they are already have, like, negotiating right now <laughs> as we speak. That's next month's, that's next month's announcement. <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, it's interesting <laughs> you mentioned that, right? Because, you know, uh, another story that's sort of bubbling under the surface in the acquisitions world is Ubisoft, right? And that's publicly traded. And the oh, yeah. recent suggestion has been that the stake in Ubisoft, which is owned by Tencent, mm. Um, they're going to start gobbling up more of that, and that's how you do it. You just start nibbling away until you own more shares than the rest of the company, and then it
0: yeah, you either. just have to be the majority stakeholder. Yeah, that could be oh, done. Lord of the Rings, Assassin's Creed.
2: <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. that would be cool. Some um good parkour. Yes, Aragon Parkour. (laughs) Well, none of these games are coming anytime soon, if ever. But it's been fun to speculate. And um, we'll see you next time for undoubtedly more acquisition news. Maybe something will have happened with Ubisoft by then. Uh, Who knows? But thank you for joining us. If you've watched or listened this far, thank you for your time. It's much appreciated. Um, Victoria, where can people find you on Twitter?
0: Uh, I am Gal.
2: And Ishraq,
3: you can find me at ishrxq
0: underscore.
2: And Liv,
3: I am at Just Cast Holy.
2: And I'm Tom Phillips CG. Thanks everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye for now.
3: Bye. Bye.